Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And as, what, the, the calm after the storm? After the trade deadline has passed, there is a bit of a calm. And all of us, wherever we are, Whatever we feel, remember the emotions, keep the emotions, but also look to the future. Even if that means looking to a future of not following the Cubs as closely. July and ribbons. Perhaps you're familiar with the mindset, which is quite prevalent on Twitter, of the participation ribbon. Congratulations! At least you tried. Now, I'm quite sure that a few people probably take that premise a wee might bit a little bit too far. Congratulations, you tried. Because trying things is important. But just because you tried something doesn't necessarily mean you should get a ribbon for having tried it. You know, you have your three-year-old at the table and you just try the broccoli. Try the soup. Try the beets. Try whatever it is that you want them to try. You're not necessarily going to give them a ribbon. You just want them to develop to the point where they try something, test it out. See, is this something that works? Is this something that not works? Trying stuff is probably a good idea, and I'm case in point on that. I, <laughs> a lot of things I didn't try. Um, but as far as July comes... There comes a certain point where, I was going to say there are two options, but really there are three options in baseball. The third option, which I will start with, is a horrible option almost every time. It was effectively mastered this time around by the St. Louis Cardinals, who traded Lane Thomas and a prospect to the Washington Nationals for John Lester and... And that was their trade improvement. That was it. Lane Thomas and a prospect for John Lester. Some reason, I don't know, some reason, I don't think that move will make St. Louis a postseason contender. But they decided that's the move they were going to make. That was the path they were going to follow. They were going to make a very slight muddling move And go with that. That's one way you can go. Uh, Colorado didn't move Trevor's story. They decided they would rather take a compensation pick. Again, that's a way you can go. That's a way you can try. That's a strategy you can use. That would be the third option. The first option is to aggressively try to make the postseason. The second option is to... We're done. We're trading. There are various 
um, da, 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 uh, stages or um, extremes in the um, categories. And obviously this time the Cubs went very, very aggressive toward trading. Full stop. What happens if in 2021 the Cubs had instead decided to trade to try to improve and make the playoffs? The roster they had, let's say they start getting serious. Well, let's say it right after the All-Star break. You know, they coming out of the All-Star break, okay, I think we can probably, with our current roster, be, who was it, the Marlins? I think it was the Marlins. Yeah, we can whoop the Marlins. That'll be no problem with our... But we're, we're going to start looking to aggressively try to... Okay, so we're, we're going to make a trade. Uh, but, but Brennan Davis is off the table. Okay. So, uh, Cubs look for who we want, uh, this pitcher over here. Okay. Um, how about you give us, uh, Ed Howard and DJ Hers? No, that's too much. Okay. How about, uh, Christian Hernandez? No, that's too much. Other teams aren't looking for afterthoughts. The Cubs were looking for players mainly in not even the top 30, not even the top 30 of an organization's pool. The Cubs were generally looking for players who were ranked in legitimate ranking service um, collections. Fangraphs. What does Fangraphs consider this guy? Oh, he's a 40. This guy's a 45. This guy's a 50. This guy's a 35-plus. Now, the Cubs don't have exactly the same rankings as Fangraphs. The other teams don't have exactly the same rankings as Fangraphs, but it's basically the same thing. Who are... Um, Cubs talking to another team. How about this? We're interested in somebody, a couple guys probably in your 6 to 10 range. Tell us the guys in your 6 to 10 range that you would be willing to trade. See how I did that? You're not asking them to spell out for you, these are our top 10, but you're saying, in the 6 to 10 range, who are guys that you might be willing to part with? That's what other teams would be doing to the Cubs. They would want quality players. You're not going to trade complete afterthought players to get quality veterans. You're just not gonna. It's going to have to be somebody that has something going on. So, if the Cubs had made those trades, trade Ed Howard, trade Yohendrick Panango, you trade DJ Hers, you trade um, Ben Leeper, maybe Kane Eckert, Maybe Manny Rodriguez. Manny Rodriguez would have been a very logical call in a trade. If the Cubs were going all in, Manny Rodriguez would have made a whole lot of sense for another team. Um, so then, Cubs make all the trades. What do you see as the likelihood that the Cubs would have made the postseason? 
know, th there's a number in your mind. I'm not going to beat it out of you, but there's a number in your mind. You know, 10% to make the playoffs, 22%. Let's say it's 22% to make the playoffs. They make all the trades. They trade away all the prospects. No more Ed Howard. No more Johendrick Panango. Manny Rodriguez was somebody else in the major leagues already, like he is now. And the Cubs go through and possibly they catch Milwaukee. Possibly they catch the second wild card. And very probably they would be out rather quickly. Probably what? Maybe a 2-3% chance that if they had gotten aggressive, they could have gotten good enough to reach the LCS. Maybe a little bit higher. I don't know. Everybody's got their own number on that. But most likely, the Cubs would not have had a whole lot of October success. They just wouldn't have. And here's where you get your ribbon. Congratulations, Cubs. Here's your ribbon. Congratulations. You tried. If your team isn't good enough. If your team isn't good enough in baseball, in football, in basketball, in hockey, but especially in baseball, especially in baseball, if your team isn't good enough, there's, there's really no reason to chase. There is no reason to chase. The Cubs would have had to have given up an absurd amount. The amount of talent that was going away in trades was crazy. Somebody asked me if that has anything to do with the upcoming work stoppage possibilities. I don't know. It could be that owners think that it will be a long enough stoppage that winning in 2021 is worth somehow more. I don't know. If there's not going to be baseball for a while, maybe winning 2021 would... I, I, I don't know. There's a lot of information I don't have. But the Cubs decided they were not going to make the sacrifice, the long-term sacrifice, trying to get the participation ribbon. They didn't make the trades. They didn't win. Really not a huge surprise. Really not. Um, if you're not good enough, that's not being childish, saying, I'm not good enough. Where was it? Um, I think it was Nick Francona on Twitter. And I think it had something to do with something Olympics related. Um, which sport it was, which event it was, I'm not sure. And I'm not even sure it was Olympics, but it was something along those lines. When you get to the point where there are a few competitors who are really, really good at something, whatever it is. Four hundred freestyle, um, trap shooting, whatever it is. If there are a number of people who are really competitive about trying to win a championship, really competitive. And for one reason or another, you get to a certain point where, you know, 
I'm not going to win against them. I'm not. I've done all I can possibly do. I've made all the surrenders. I've made all the... uh, I've surrendered everything I'm willing to surrender. And I'm still not going to beat them. When it gets to that point, you're probably not going to win. You're probably not going to win. And the Cubs got to a point where they decided, you know what, we're not going to win. And it doesn't matter how many legendary people, how many people who possibly ought to have their number retired, how many people ought to have flags, how many witches and whats, this team is not going to win. And the Cubs ended up trading players that other teams were very interested in. And I'm not paying too horrible close attention, but I think Javier Baez had a hit that helped the Mets win a game. And Anthony Rizzo had a hit that helped the Yankees win a game. And they've been with their team for, checks, notes, one game. The Cubs realized we aren't good enough. They did what came next. If you're not good enough, find pieces that have limited, realistic, long-term value and trade them for the best stuff you can get in return. This year is going to be ugly. The, re- the, the August and September games are going to often be very ugly. But at least the Cubs have a future. They did not trade Ed Howard. They did not trade Christian Hernandez. They did not trade Johendrik Penango. Instead, they brought in Pete Crow Armstrong. They brought in Kevin Alcantara. They brought in Caleb Killian. And while those names are not familiar to you yet, the way the Cubs will be successful in 2023, 2024, 2025, 2026 would be much the same as the way they were successful in 2015, 2016, 2017. If they have young players who are really good, they'll be fine. Now, back in... 2014, 2015. 2014-2015. The Cubs pretty much knew if this is going to work, it's going to be Chris Bryant, Javier Baez, Anthony Rizzo, of course, then toss in a little bit of Wilson Contreras, maybe some Jorge Soler, have a big old handful of Um, Kyle Schwarber, Kyle Hendricks seems worth keeping around. There were a number of guys, but to be honest, a lot of them had to cash. Addison Russell was very good for a while. Albert Almora never maximized necessarily, but he was useful when he had to be. With 
the next run of talent. With the next run of talent, it doesn't have to be Brennan Davis. It'd be nice if it is. It would be nice if it is. But look at a Cubs top 20 listing in the next day or so. I don't usually look at them as far as the names, as far as who's in which order. But with the Cubs, as of now, in the pipeline, you have Brennan Davis, you have Christian Hernandez, you have Reggie Preciado, you have Owen Casey, you have um, Pete Crow Armstrong, you have Kevin Alcantara. I'm looking over to the sheet that I have names written down on because I don't have Kevin Alcantara. He's not he's not an automatic name yet. Caleb Killian, I've done enough research on him. He is now an automatic name. Caleb Killian may be a legitimate guy. The Cubs have 8, 9, 10, 11, 14 guys that realistically could be really good. Perhaps a Yo Hendrick Penango, perhaps an Ed Howard, perhaps um, Jordan Wicks. It doesn't have to be any specific one or two or three. If the Cubs did not have Chris Bryant and Javier Baez, it was going to be really difficult because while there were decent secondary pieces, those two were going to pretty much have to carry a lot of the weight along with Anthony Rizzo. They did, and the Cubs were incredibly fortunate on that. Incredibly fortunate. Since the Cubs made trades, every one of those three brought back a piece that realistically could be an all-star. Baez, Pete Crow Armstrong. Center fielder was doing fantastically well in low A in his first year out of high school until he busted a collarbone and he should be the starter in South Bend in 2022. With Chris Bryant, I'm sold on Caleb Killian. He's doing fantastically well in double-A already. As soon as he walks into Smokey's Stadium, he is the best pitcher on that in that rotation. And for Anthony Rizzo, looks over at sheet, Kevin Alcantara. Now, will any of those three be the guy? Well, I don't know. Maybe yes, maybe no. But it's not a case of it has to be this guy doing it. Last time around, it almost had to be Chris Bryant. And it almost had to be Javier Baez. The next cycle, I don't know who it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be. But the talent the Cubs have right now on Fangraphs, who does all the homework has the Cubs with the ninth best farm system. Ninth best. 
and they passed up some really good farm systems this week. They almost caught the Giants. And there's a nice little gang of about four or five teams right above the Cubs now. The Giants are about six or seven, uh, about six million in front of the Cubs, and I think there's somebody about five in front of that, and then another four in front of that. If players start getting better, as we hope they do, as other players graduate off lists, which is going to happen, as the players in the pipeline get more used to, there's a very big um, Latin contingent in the Cubs pipeline as they get more familiar with how things go, how things work. The Cubs should have a good system for quite a while. Toss in next year's draft pick, next year's first draft pick, will almost certainly be another player that you can toss into the mix in the top, I don't know, five or six. Another player to develop. You might even want to start thinking if you're if you're of a absurd mindset like that, like I am sometimes. What what sort of player are you going to want the Cubs to be looking for next cycle? Because when you're drafting 21st, and even when you're drafting 15th, you're really kind of, you know, we'll take the best guy that's available. But if the Cubs are drafting 7th or 8th in a really good draft, you can do research on the top 10 guys. Let's say the Cubs are drafting 7th. Cubs are drafting 7th. What you do then? As soon as it goes official that the Cubs are drafting 7th, go to Fangraphs or Baseball America or wh whoever whoever your source is, whoever you trust, whoever you believe, look up one of the top 10 names that day and do some research. Why say do some research? You do it however you're going to do it. Some people love to watch videos. Some people like to crunch. Uh, okay, now here's his swing plane. Here's what his uh, fastball does. Here's the uh, here's how he tunnels his career. You do whatever you do. But unless something really bizarre happens, the Cubs are going to be having a really early draft pick in a really strong draft. And if you do the research and you're familiar with the top 10 guys in the draft over the next, until June, you're going to have a really good idea on who you'd like the Cubs to draft. And it should be somebody really good. Why? Because baseball rewards incompetence. Baseball rewards incompetence. It's stupid. It's ridiculous. It's a horrible system. But it's the system that there is. The Cubs could have taken an aggressive gamble toward getting October success. Instead, they phoned it in. No, we're not going to do that. We're not going to get that done. We are going to make some incredibly hard choices right now. 
and trade away really good players and hopefully get back some quality in return. For Javier Baez, for Chris Bryant, and for Anthony Rizzo, each of the three, they got at least one player who could theoretically, possibly make a solid, positive difference for the Cubs 2023, 2024, somewhere in there. Or at least start to. And it's not going to necessarily be like it was last time where five guys all of a sudden show up within like the same three weeks. You had Bryant, then you had Addison Russell about two weeks later, then Schwarber, same year, in what, July, June or July? Then the year after that, they added Wilson Contreras. So that's four guys in what, 15 months who were legendary? That doesn't always happen. It doesn't always have to happen that way. But if you get guys who show up, I'll use the Manny Rodriguez example. Probably, 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 90% of Cubs fans, when this, who's this Manny Rodriguez guy? No idea. Absolutely nothing. Who is this guy? Why, why am I supposed to be interested? Oh, I see. He's throwing 97, 98, 99, 100, and his pitches veer in on the right-handed hitter as if uh, he'd better not lean in on anything. Throw Manny Rodriguez on top of Justin Steele, Keegan Thompson, Tommy Nance. Cubs actually seem to have something going on. Maybe Jake Jewell. Who knows? Maybe they can even fix Cody Hoyer. If the Cubs can start to figure some stuff out, pitching-wise. If the Cubs can find a competent starter or three. And if some of the pipeline pitchers develop internally, once players like Kevin Alcantara, Pete Crow Armstrong, Christian Hernandez, and whichever other ones you dig, if they start to show up and say, hey, th this guy can actually play, they're not all exactly the same type of player. A lot of Cubs fans have grumbled recently, not unjustifiably, that too many of the Cubs players were too similar. Swinging for home runs too often, not drawing enough walks, not necessarily being good base runners. Valid concerns, valid criticisms. When I was doing a little bit of research on Kevin Alcantara, I'd done some research and I'd given myself a C-plus on research, but... I, I, I didn't deserve a C-plus yet. There's one thing I hadn't checked on with Kevin Alcantara. And if I would have read a you know proper synopsis of his abilities, they would have said it. Kevin Alcantara is a center fielder. Nobody's arguing that he's a center fielder. I don't know if that means he will be able to play center field at the major league level effectively, but as of right now, he is a center fielder. There's one bit of information that I had missed. 
there's one bit of information that I had missed on Kevin Alcantara, who is a center fielder in the Cubs pipeline. He's six foot six. He's six foot six. And he's a center fielder. Kevin Alcantara doesn't have to be the guy. Pete Crow Armstrong does not have to be the guy. Christian Hernandez does not have to be the guy. Reggie Preciado does not have to be the guy. If you're in a fully functioning pipeline, you shouldn't have to have one guy who has to make all the difference in the entire world for everyone. The Cubs decided they didn't have enough team they didn't have enough horse. Yeah, there, Big Brown was trying to uh, complete the Triple Crown. What was that? About eight years ago, ten years ago, whatever it was. Uh, everyone was just assuming Big Brown was going to win because Big Brown had won his two other, the first two legs of the Triple Crown. And nobody was really considering even that Big Brown would, you know, second place would be a loss. It was just a given. Big Brown was going to win. Big Brown's jockey, as they came around the club turn, he was using the uh, whip and Big Brown, to use the jockey's term, I had no horse. No matter what the jockey was doing, Big Brown was not responding. The Cubs didn't have a horse. They did for a while. But it got to a certain point in the race, they no longer had a horse. They traded the useful pieces to other teams. It's going to be fun to watch the postseason. You get that situation where um, Andrew Chafin comes in to face Eloy Jimenez. Or whatever it ends up being. Javier Baez against. Or, heck, maybe even Jack Peterson will be playing. But... The Cubs withdrew from the 2021 pennant race and played for the future. Instead of trading uh, prospects off the top, they played for the future. They had no horse. This week hurt quite a bit, justifiably. But if the Cubs would have gone all in and traded away the future for a very scant chance at a postseason run, and if they would have ended up getting the participation ribbon saying, thanks for trying, the Cubs would not have the ninth best prospect pipeline in baseball. They'd probably be back down around 22-23. And... At some point, you have to decide, is this a hand worth investing in? For Jed Hoyer, it wasn't, and he made the right call. It hurts. It hurts a lot. But the reality is, at least as far as I'm concerned, you can still watch Anthony Rizzo for the Yankees and be happy for him. You can watch Chris Bryant for the Giants and be happy for him. And you can watch the Dodgers and say, I want you guys to lose so badly you have no idea. 
because they have no cubs on them. Or for other reasons. Cubs made the right call. The Cubs made the right call. Did they make exactly the ideal trades? I don't know. We'll find that out eventually. But uh, the plan they followed made sense. They had no horse. And they don't get a ribbon. But they didn't have to pay for it either. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, be safe. Be nice to others. And have a great weekend.